Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz over here. Rev Z over here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit. And today is episode number 29, and that means we're going to fulfill a promise. We've been promising you for 28 weeks. If you listen to the intro, we've been promising you that we have guests. Uh, and today we're going to actually have a guest with us. Yay! So, so we're very, very excited. I'm going to bring her on, this, on the screen with us here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Reverend Dr. Michelle Wadley, uh, also known as Rev Jersey Girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. welcome, welcome. Hi. Couple of things real quick. Rev Jersey Girl, she's going to start a program here on the New Thought Media Network premiering November 12th. It's a Thursday program and uh, called Jersey Curl Wisdom. Tell us just a little bit about that before we get started today. Well, I, what I want to bring is the, <laughs> and it's funny, uh, Z, you were just saying you were originally from New Jersey. I found out the other day that New Jersey is the most hated state of the 50 states. And I thought, what a bad rap for this little state. Um, and we're hard to understand because we are a little feisty and we're a little raw sometimes, but we are fiercely loyal people. And there is a lot of just raw, uh, raw wisdom that comes from the state and from who we are. And um, a lot of, lot of stuff happens in New Jersey being just outside of New York. So <clears throat> my, my desire is just to bring a, a, a raw unfiltered wisdom and conversation about all sorts of things. And um, that's, you know, that's the intention for the show. Right. Uh, well, glad you're with us this morning. And, yeah, thank you. I, you know, I didn't know that that was actually a statistic. And that's probably why I don't <laughs> tell people I'm from Jersey because, <laughs> you know, I, and I have a theory about that. Okay. People, they fly into Newark. Oh, yeah. They land in Newark. And, but they're not going to Jersey. They're going to New York. Yeah. So they land yeah. in Newark, and they have to make the drive from Newark to New York. Don't realize the difference, and then they think all of New Jersey is that. Yeah. Right. Like, no, 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 no. So. Yeah, because and and I, you know I I because I'm originally from Florida, but I lived in South Orange, New Jersey, which is right next to Newark, uh, and I worked in the city, and I had that commute going through. It you know and and it's a stark difference as you start scrolling through, uh, uh, but for sure, the Northeast and especially New York, New Jersey has a um, unique characteristic and style all its own. So I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah, me too. Uh, and you know it, uh, I we didn't quite consider this when we scheduled Dr. Michelle to be with us today, but it is sort of our election episode. Because you're not going to see us again until after the American election. And at least, uh, you know, we, we probably won't know what the result is next Friday when we talk. Uh, but we'll have a better idea of what's been going on for a few days at that point. So we wanted to kind of dig in and share a little bit of a perspective of well, what's going on 
how sort of you know how we've gotten to where we are but most importantly in the time we have this morning we really want to share a vision of what we can each do to be a part of a solution moving forward because we were talking beforehand and it seems nobody can quite remember an election cycle with with this much stress involved yeah so um, I'm going to leave it there and let uh, one of you kind of flip a coin to decide who wants to open this up and dive in here today. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take a shot at it just because a friend of mine uh, recommended recently the, the, the Netflix movie called Chicago 7, uh, which was uh, around the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. <clears throat> and... Abby Hoffman and, and that whole crew and they had Bobby Seale who was a Panther who got shoved in there who wasn't even a part of the deal. Uh, but, you know, when I go back and think about a political presentation that was mired with such uh, uprising, if you will, that was the only one I can remember. And that was, you know, it was it was a coupled with the whole thing around the Vietnam War and 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 racism, kind of a, a profile, but nothing, absolutely nothing like we have today. And and so you know the question is, you know, if, they say if you don't remember the history, you you you're bound to repeat it in the future, something like that. I forget that one always, but. You know what I mean, and that's what we need to do right now. We need to take another perspective and look at what has happened when we've gotten so separated in our ideas that we can't come together and figure out a common way of solving problems and living together. You know, I think what concerns me, and even even with my behavior and ha having a pulpit, two pulpits actually, and having access to affect opinions. What I'm always concerned with is there's two, two important characteristics that, or, or, or um, distinctions that I think matter. One is I really, I have, I have great criticism whenever someone strikes, uh, they have an opinion and they're constantly creating division. I'm very concerned about people constantly creating division and having an opinion against anything you might say you know you're sure i say your shirt is green you're like ah it's, you know it's not green and then immediately we're thrown into division but then the other part of that the the opposite side of that which is kind of a natural outcome from it is that i have to also if i'm going to matter and if i'm going to stand for something i have to be willing to stand for something and call it out and, and finding that balance for who we, especially who we are in the world, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lay back and just let every, you know, things be said, and yet I don't want to create division, you know, on my Facebook page, oh, when I say something radical, people love to jump on it. But a few months ago, I decided to post. I said, if you are if you are a Republican, I want you to know if you're family or friends, I refuse to stand against you. I will not stand against you. I'm not going to do it. Do you know no one picked up on that? Mm. The moment I the moment I went to the centered place, no one wanted to bite it. We are attached to drama. We are so attached to drama, and it's it can com completely concerns me. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. And you're, you're right. The, the 
spiritual perspective today often gets blown by and overlooked as Pollyanna-ish. Yeah. And in many ways, folks, here, that's why we're here, because we want to have these conversations to say, we do, we get it. We're human, too. You're collectively you're looking at a lot of education in the spiritual <clears throat> world here. You're looking at a lot of, of experience um, in communities, outside of communities, in organizations, outside of throughout a, a gamut of the experience. And. Um, you know, I think our lawyers would be would be very upset if I didn't remind everybody that the opinions you hear today are purely our own and in no way reflective New Thought Media Network and or any of the spiritual communities any of our ministers or guests actually serve yes. in a professional way. So, uh, but we want to have these real conversations that say, we get it. It mm -hmm. isn't always easy. It's very difficult to deal with uh, family that are on the other side of the political spectrum that you know are going to vote differently than you are whether you voted already or not and whether you're voting today or tomorrow or Tuesday or, or whatever it is mm -hmm. it's a little late to put it in the mail folks go drop it in a bucket somewhere <clears throat> put it in a collector somewhere but it's very difficult to to balance that living in a world where some of our closest friends suddenly just seem to be on the incredible polar opposite of where we might be. Yeah. And, and, you know, part of that, I think, uh, is this, is it from a spiritual perspective, I think a lot of the, the, the turmoil, if you will, comes from a sense at somewhere on the spectrum of having value. I think a lot of people in their lives now, really don't understand their value or feel that they don't have any value because of how they're living, what they're called. I mean, pick one of those things. And so to increase their value or their their worthiness or their uh, point of point point of reference, if you will, is to cause some uprising. So say, look, I can I can spout the issues. I can stand the course. And I, I mean, Honestly, whether you're on the right or the left, I would really like to take a quiz, you know, like you had in school, a pop quiz to see if you really understand all this stuff you're spouting. Do you understand what it means? Do you do you know what what you know, what a certain bill or how a bill gets presented uh, when someone says I'm, the president's going to veto or sign an executive order or any of that? Do you really know what that means, what it involves? Where does it start? You know, the three branches of government. Uh, the legislative, the executive, the judicial. I mean, I don't think, especially since we're not teaching civics in school anymore, uh, it might be hard unless you're at a small liberal school, liberal arts kind of school that may teach that. Most people aren't really up on the issues, I would suggest. Now, I could be a thousand percent wrong, but I would suggest that. Well, well we have basically Facebook heroes is really what it is. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not as educated in half those subjects as I'd like to be. And that part of that is why I, I discipline myself. But we have given false, uh, a false stage, a pulpit, so to speak, to anyone who just wants to walk around being pissed off. They think being pissed off elevates them and elevates their position. And that's, and, and for those, for individuals, who haven't done the education that you're speaking about, Z, they grab the loudest, most pissed off, you know, voice 
and they grab hold of that as if that's reality. Yeah. And, you know, so a, not being grounded, not being grounded causes people to jump on other people's campaigns. And um, that's a big concern. Yeah. It's a big concern for me. I call that the culture of outrage. It's a subculture right now of just absolute outrage at whatever's put, whatever somebody else puts in front of them. Um, and so I'd love to, you know, from both of you, the two of you, I'd love to hear, what do we do about that? How do, how do you heal that when <clears throat> any word that's contradictory to what I personally now believe is immediately labeled a conspiracy? And how do you approach someone that is so set in their ways of everything is wrong? It's all, it's all a conspiracy. It's all bullshit. And the only thing that's right is what I believe. I had two things, education and conversation. We have to begin to educate ourselves and not from the left or the right or the center, if you will. We got to cover the whole spectrum. Now, we can't cover all of it as one individual. We have to we have to figure out where our vibration is, if you will, and what we gravitate to. Uh, you know, some people might be more in the social justice. Some may be in the political system. Some may be in education. And then you find the, the, the adjacent topics, if you will, that bleeds into those. So you have two or three perspectives you can speak from. And then we have to speak. We have to have conversations where we can talk about these things. And as I always say, everybody needs to walk around with a thesaurus in their pocket so that we can begin to find new words and new ways of expressing because most of the ones we use now are already charged. And when I say X, whatever X may be, somebody's going to get upset. So I need to find a, I need to find a Y word to replace the X word, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the probably the least sexy concept for me to counter what's going on and i say that because it it doesn't have a lot of bite but it, this is what I, I believe in my heart and everything that i do every class that i teach every workshop everyone i speak to everything everything i stand for goes back to healing who we are as individuals i have i mean literally just all of the <clears throat> all of any any place inside of me where I have had to, where I've discovered being a racist, any, any, anything where I've discovered, you know, where my white privilege is, as I've raised my, my level of education about the whole anti-racist movement, it has been painful. And I don't mention that pain to my black friends because they go through it all the time. But this is just an example. When I, in order for me to be more for the citizens and to vote in a way that is powerful, I gotta make sure first that I clean up who I am. Mm -hmm. I gotta clean up who I am. Now that's no quick process, but that's also what I've been doing my literally my whole life. And I don't think we can counter anything from the top down. I don't think we can heal it from the top down. We can legislate it. We can call people out on where, where they're not, where they're not, um, 
you know, where it's obvious that they're, they're, you know, setting up laws, you know, the whole, oh my God, all the stuff that we've seen this year during COVID. Yes, we can legislate, legislate things. But when you ask me, Robert, what are we supposed to do? I got to tell you, every breath of my body says, you and I have got to be able to be in conversation. I agree with you completely, Z. The thing I encourage my students, my congregants to do always, and I just call it stay in the conversation. Because mm -hmm. if you and I, even if we are on opposite ends, if you and I stay in the conversation long enough, we're going to figure out where we're in agreement. And I got to tell you, I'm I'm now running two communities. And one community is, is clearly, <laughs> it is in... It is in Republican country, you know, uh, countryside. Now, I'm not telling you whether I'm right or left. I don't even care about that. But what I'm telling you is I've had a view of people who I would have thought or you might have thought of as opposing me, but I'm telling you these are good people. Yeah. They don't, yeah. there's, I got to find where I am in sync with them. Because if I'm constantly opposed, I'm never going to do a thing to help this country. None of us are. As long as we consistently stand opposed, we are creating division, and that's painful. And I'll get off my high horse. <laughs> now, it's a, this show, you're allowed to sit up on that horse all you want. So, uh, and it, you remind me of a phrase that I've heard over and over again. I think it originally came out. I think the first <clears throat> place I actually heard this was Jamie Lula. I, but the phrase is, I'm not right and you're not wrong. Yeah. And if I can come into conversations, especially conversations in political season, that I'm just because I have my opinion does not mean it is right. It does yeah. mean that it is my opinion. It is my perspective. I'm not really interested in you trying to change that, but I am open to different information. I'm open to a new perspective. And I, I agree with you. We stay in the conversation to say, I can learn more. Now, at the end of the day, I might still say, yeah, I don't believe a word you're saying. But, but we got to be able to live next to each other. Yeah, right. I have a neighbor over here. We are on opposite sides of the political the political fence. And so the, then there's a fence between us, right? Because as neighbors, that's actually, there is a literal fence. But kindness, the kindness is there. Ch chatting is there. Reaching over the fence one day to offer me an extra steak. We were outside during the summer. Here, I have this extra steak. Anybody want it? And yet I know that we're on opposite sides. We have to be able to coexist. We got to figure that out. We got to. Violence is not the answer. Violence is not the answer. Yeah, and 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 you know, the the the, the cliche word is we have to really begin to understand diversity. There are many, many, many types of fish in the ocean. There are many, many, many types of garden of flowers in a garden. They're not all roses. They're not all daffodils. That the, you know, there's things in the ocean other than shark, uh, and so you know we have to begin to understand that the diversity of anything, whether it's oceans, gardens, or people, create an environment where everything can survive. Now, there you know, are there times when things go differently than we want? Yes, but 
if we if we understand diversity and the process of life and how we live, then we begin to understand. Okay, there w- there will be some rise and fall, some ebb and flow, some some new moon to full moon to back to new moon cycles, if you will. But in that process, we begin to understand that hey, this is the cycle of life, and so everything is going to move and change. We have to communicate with one another and learn to value one another and not make them an enemy because they don't think the way I do. You know, my favorite one, and I'm going to shut up, is the Chihuahua and the Great Dane, they don't care about any of that. Oh, a cat, let's go get it. Uh, The Chihuahua and the Great Dane are chasing the cat. They don't really care about one's big, one's small, to any of that, right? So that's what we – the different packages that we come in, we have to begin to understand them and then accept them for what they are. And you, you remind me of something too. In in sports, if you're a parent now, and you know I haven't been the parent of a young child in a while, but one of the things that I where I think we're doing our children an injustice, we're not teaching our children to lose or to fail, because everybody loses and everybody fails. And we keep justifying everything and they get a participatory trophy. Now, that's maybe there's a way that that works. But you better teach your kid how to take a no, how to fail, how to lose. If you want them to build the muscle to adjust to society where we are not always going to be in sync. Mm-hmm. And and as in recent years, somehow we didn't want our children to feel that upset. I got news for you. My loss, my losing over the years, my trying businesses and failing, my mistakes, my screwing up has built me the muscles to learn, oh, I can survive it. Yeah. I can right. survive yeah. it. I can I can get through it. But not if we prevent them, not if we think that they can't handle that. Then how do they how do they adjust to the to a country that's divided? They can't even handle losing a soccer game. <laughs> Well, and and back to what Elzia was sharing earlier with his son, right? We've we've also got to teach our kids that just because some white guy in, in a sorry Z, assuming you, you were at a white doctor, but I was. <laughs> can't we just can't take it that some person, somebody that's older than been around longer than us, knows the absolute truth of us? Right. We we have to be willing to teach our kids to say, I've created that personal that personal respect mm-hmm. that I'm not just going to take everything you say as if it is the law of me. Yeah. Tuning yeah. in. I, you know, what you're sharing is so appropriate, Michelle. We've had my family, we've had an experience this fall, summer and fall when it comes to my youngest son in soccer. And, and it, it didn't work and he was getting injured and not having fun. And we work through how, how do you consciously, leave something like that not just lose and losing and i see that wow yeah i'm with you there right uh we're we're i hope we're i trust we're being part of the families that are healing that um but also how do we maturely take a stand to some something and say hey this isn't working we've got to part ways whatever it is and move out of organizations, move out of relationships. We've strayed a lot of places here today, folks. That's what we love about ministers talking shit. 
but it is all about division and handling, building the muscles to walk through this, though, isn't it? In yes. truth. Yeah. Yes. We all have to have the strength of our, our being in order to survive this. And, and, and this is, you know, as they say, it's off point, but on point, right? Because what we're really talking about here as we, we close in on this final uh, few days of the election process or the presidential election process, mainly, the idea really becomes, you know, am I clear about what I'm putting my yes behind? Am I clear about the consequences either way of what that means when I say yes to this? And so, it's, it's from a pure spiritual perspective. It's just like we have to do in life. When I make a choice, no matter what it is, I have to live with the consequences of that choice. And sometimes there's bleed over. <laughs> my choice and my consequences begin to affect others. Uh, and that's what we're trying to find out now so that how do we do this cosmic dance, if you will, whether it's in politics or you know, spirituality or education, pick a system. How do we do the dance to make it at when, when the music stops, we both feel good about that session and thing rises up to another level. And, and I think we should put a call out to every chaplain, practitioner, Ho'oponopono practitioner to be in prayerful peace for this, this coming for the next few weeks until we know what's going on that we just hold this space, that we we can ride through it, win or lose, however you want to think about it. Mm -hmm. Please, everyone who can be, please be in practice, be in a peaceful practice. Yeah. And, and if you're and if you're having a tough time being in that peaceful practice, please reach out to somebody. All three of us will take your phone call. All three mm -hmm. of us will take your email. We've got a whole prayer team at here at, at New Thought Media Network that will pray on your behalf for those that, for those concerns and our prayer programs at 8 15 a.m and p.m every day of the week i know we'll be doing our prayer work uh in the coming days around this around peaceful uh, around a peaceful transition um and even if that transition is within the current organization mm -hmm. that there is a transition within that we're getting, there is so much work we can do when we collectively raise our consciousness, when yeah. we raise our consciousness to one of peace and love and light and an understanding that God's got this, everything's working out so, in some way, even when I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And and you know the thing, the other piece I'd like to add to that is you know, win, lose, or draw, as they say. Let's not throw a tension tantrum if I'll if I'll side, if you will, doesn't win. I mean. It's exactly what, what, what Michelle is talking about here. I mean, sometimes we give it our best effort and it may not reach the mark. It may come up a little short, but then that doesn't give me a, a, a justifiable reason, I don't think, to, to throw a tensor tantrum and start kicking the soccer ball all over the field and tearing down the nets and, you know, cutting the food. Uh, you know, the sportsmanship thing to do is, they line up, they go shake hands, good game, good game, we'll be a little better next time or whatever the situation is. And that's how we have to, I think, you know, approach this election cycle because definitely somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. Uh, and then what we're going to be left with is the aftermath of that. 
I remember one time my son was playing Little League and he had a coach who was a screamer. This man was out of control. All the parents were on the sidelines like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> like out of control screaming. And my son came off the field this one day and I looked at him. He was little. He was, I don't know, seven, eight, nine. I can't remember. And I looked at him. I said, I'm going to pull you off this team unless you tell me you can handle it. Can you handle it? And he thought, he goes, yeah, Ma, I can handle it. And then suddenly there was a trust and he had confidence in himself because I didn't have to yank him. Let us not yank ourselves and give his, have hissy fits over the next couple of weeks. Mm. Well, there, yeah, it is. The there it is, folks. The thought of the day, let us not yank ourselves <laughs> and have hissy fits. Thank you, dear Rev Jersey girl. I love it. Uh, and thank you to everyone that's been with us today. Here we've done it again. Another effective, I trust, effective for you. We've effectively uh, used our half hour to take this exploration, to be together in the conversation. And we want to continue the conversation with you. So there's a number of ways you can do that. First off, send us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. Uh, Z and I will read that and respond to you. And perhaps you have an idea you'd like us to talk about on a Friday broadcast. Perhaps you have somewhere, uh, something you'd like us to explore in that regard as well. And we, we do want to say thank you to our contributors, our sponsors, those that financially support this network and make us make it all happen. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but uh, the new coffee mugs came in. So if you'd like to get your hands on one of these, well, there's a link in the show notes that says uh, give butter to forward slash new thought radio media network. You can check that out and get involved in our fall fundraiser. Before we go, we do want to say another big, huge thank you to our special guests, Rev Jersey Girl, also known as Reverend Dr. Michelle Wadley. Thank you, dear one, for being with us. And she's going to have a new show coming up. Starts on November 12th. It's a Thursday show. Um, Reverend Michelle, if you would, let everybody, let those that are joining us a little late, give them a quick 10-second tease on what you're going to be talking about on Thursdays. Uh, life. Talking about life. Raw life raw yes. naked life amen and how, to, and how to handle it actually and how to handle it perfect all right folks that's all uh that's all for me any uh z michelle any last thoughts before we go you know my thoughts stay calm and love light and insight yeah peace yeah. and blessings dear well we'll see you next friday And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings. <laughs>